It is Wednesday, October 21st, and welcome to the Yard Talk Podcast. How are we doing, boys? Great. Just great. Doing absolutely horrible, Brendan. Thank you for asking. Hey, Joe, how come you're doing terrible? Um, so, I have never been wrong, more wrong about anything in my entire life than I am about the Buffalo Bills. I got so excited. So, before anyone speaks, and I deserve everything that everyone's about to say to me, but I want to give my reasoning. It's not great, but I want to give it. So last year, last two years, I watched the Buffalo Bills have a top three defense in the NFL. I was like, oh, my God, if only we had a quarterback. I watched Josh Allen do dumb things over and over again. And then this year, so I'm like, hey, he's getting better. Maybe he'll be all right. First four games, plays like an absolute unit. And I'm like, oh, my God, they figured it out. Defense hasn't been doing well. But I'm like, top three defense past two years. They didn't lose anyone. They'll be fine. And then Josh Allen forgets how to throw a ball and the defense doesn't come around. So that equals one of the worst teams in the NFL. And I hate everything about my life now. Okay, so before J- Brent and I speak on this matter, let's get into the game. Um, the Chiefs won 26-17 against the Bills. Patrick Mahomes, 21 for 25, 225 yards passing, two touchdowns. Josh Allen, 14 for 27, 122 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, oh my God. 26 carries, 161 yards. Josh Allen led the team <laughs> with 42 yards for the Bills. Uh, Diggs had 46 yards and a touchdown. Boys, I have never been more right about a football team. <laughs> I put I, a good amount of money on the Chiefs spread, and, man, was it so good to see Joe just sit there and cry about it because, oh, free money, free, free boys, money. Boys, but, hey, let me tell you, the special teams was looking good last night. <laughs> <laughs> the, the run D was bad. The pass D was bad. There's your silver lining. The, the run offense was bad. The pass offense was bad. But let me tell you about those special teams, baby. It was looking good. That's the only I, positive. That's literally, literally the, the only, only one, one I could find. The this only game one. did not feel like a nine-point difference game. Like, it, it did. It, oh, it no, they, like they should have beat the them Chiefs by were up by almost three scores. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. It was raining. I, I, want, I want to know what that would have been like. But still, they dominated. Domination. I, I will give. I will give Josh Allen the slightest break. Not much. The slightest break because it was raining, and that must suck for a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes didn't have any huge plays. and so uh, like, He also went 21 again, for 26, so. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know. But that's also game plan because they just – so maybe it's McDermott. Oh, add coaching to the list of things that are collapsing this season. If McDermott can't figure it out in the rain, wonderful. Just so can Joe, we move on to the next game? I just no, we're not moving on. Are you kidding me? All right, fine. Joe, I think you owe me a little bit of apology, all right? I do. I, I'm very sorry. I was so wrong, and you were so right. I, I'm not trying to hold my pride up at all here. This is just a horrible mistake on my part. Just horrible. Good, good for you for saying that. I, that. That just makes me happy that you said that. And, okay, and again, okay. the, the worst part about this was is I wasn't trying to be like I, – I actually thought this. Like, I wasn't trying to just say this for the sake of an argument before. That. I, I legitimately thought the Bills were a very good football team. And they just collapsed in front of me. I see. I'm going to disagree with Cooper and Joe here. I think the Bills aren't as good as Joe thinks, but better than what Cooper thinks because they are playing the Chiefs here. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, like Singletary had nowhere to run. 10 carries for 32 yards, nowhere to go. And, but Josh Allen, like, missed a lot of throws, but I still think he has a little bit, a little bit of redemption. Obviously, he's nowhere near MVP, but. Here's the thing that scares me is sometimes he'll go on those like leak outs to the right and he won't slide. He thinks he's a linebacker in these plays and he'll go head on. 
And I'm like, he's going to get hurt at some point in this season. Yeah, he, uh, he has a little bit too much ball sometimes. Yeah. So why, why am I wrong? Because I, I said they won't have I 10 think, wins. Oh, yeah. I think they're going to I don't think so. You, but but like, you, said, you said they might lose to the Jets, and I don't think that's possible okay. for Alabama. <laughs> I mean, that's a little out there, but, like, okay. it's not out of the question. Let's just I think it's out of the question. Not because it's the Bills. Again, not because it's the Bills. I think 31 teams stand no chance at losing to the Jets. So, I, I think they're so bad. I honestly thought this was going to be another Oregon game. Like, Wyoming versus Oregon when Josh Allen had 74 yards passing. That's what this was turning out to be. And then he, <laughs> he did something at the end. So I think – well, right now, everyone thought that the AFC East was going to be stacked with the Patriots and the Bills, and now it's like, hey, they might not be as good as we thought. I think it's looking towards AFC North with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Cleveland's eh, but. And so, again, I, I'm, not, I'm not as worried about Josh Allen because he has so much talent as I am about the defense. What the hell happened there? Like, what happened? You're a top three defense and you just can't do anything? Like, they're going to suck, and that's not going to be good. Remember when Pat Mahomes did that where he, like, got the first down, he went to the left, and he did, like, a 360 and then just dove for the first? Like, what were they thinking? Did he like, confuse them? That looks, like a play that, that looks like a play that works in, like, a third-grade pickup game in PE class. <laughs> like, that should not work against the NFL football team. Well, it did. All right, so next yeah. we have the Cardinals-Cowboys. The Cardinals blew the Cowboys out 38-10. I mean, oh, God. Kyler Murray had nine completions for 188 yards and two touchdowns. Andy Dalton, 34 for 54, 266 yards and one touchdown, two picks. Kenyon Drake, 20 carries for 164 yards and two touchdowns. Zeke ran the ball for 49 yards, fumbled two times on back-to-back drives early in the game, which cost them. Christian Kirk, 86 yards, two touchdowns. And then Amari Cooper for the Cowboys had 79 and a touchdown. Um, Dak, needed. that's all I got to say. Yeah, it's um, – yeah, the- I, I just want to say, everyone, just – I'm sorry. Pray, we all prayed for the over. The over looked amazing. And then – No, it didn't. It, it got shot multiple times. It didn't. Obviously, it didn't. The Cardinals put up their end of the bargain, who are, I think, now 6-0 and on the under. But the Cowboys, man. I think the Cowboys are going to struggle. Their defense is I, uh, shit, so, I mean, when your offense is shit and your defense is shit, you're not going to win games. So, I mean, that's just how that works. For as wrong as I was about that Bills game, I was equally as right about this Cardinals game. The Cowboys are awful, and I will not, I will not pick the Cowboys until they start getting points. They have not got points once this year, and they are a horrible football team, and I keep waiting for them to get points. They're not getting points. I, I want to say that Kenyon Drake, I'm like, oh, you know, everyone was saying for fantasy that he hasn't really gone off yet. And I'm like, hey, 20 carries, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Now he looks good. But then again, it's kind of like that contingency of, oh, you're going against Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you know, I think they're averaging right now, giving up like 37 points. But it's – what do you guys think about the NFC West right now? I, I can't tell. It's going to be a dogfight. I, I think, like, they're just going to beat up on each other. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think – the Seahawks are as good as everyone's saying they are. Like, mm-hmm. I think they'll lose some games. I think they're going to go around 12 and four. And a couple of those losses come to the Rams and Cardinals. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, the Rams looked awful against the Niners, but 
for some reason, I always think like these NFC West teams beat up on each other. So as much as I hate to say it, not looking proud of my Seahawks, or I'm not like looking forward to the game in Arizona this weekend with the Seahawks. They're like Oregon when they go down. You know, remember that Coop? Oregon, ASU. You were there. That was yeah, we fun. almost came. Brendan, don't talk about that game, all right? Because that that that's burned in my head, all right. I was there. Some people may know this, but when what was it third and 14 at the end of the game when they had that touchdown mm-hmm. i was four feet four feet from the ball getting caught and i just like you could see me just put my head down like shit but yeah moving on <laughs> yeah move on don't talk moving about on. That. <laughs> let's go to little mlb world series preview of game one so who do we got on the mound we got kershaw and glass now yeah we got and right now i think the dodgers are minus 210 to win the whole series Interesting. Yeah, the Dodgers shouldn't lose. They shouldn't lose any time ever. So what you're saying is I should put my money on the the Rays. I kind of want to. We have like it's playoff playoff Kershaw. Does that put does that put uh does that put the odds at plus two ten for the Rays then? No, it's like plus one sixty. Oh, that's lame. I will not bet on the Rays because of what they did to me last week when they lost three straight games in a row for only the second time in MLB history to do that and lost me money. So I hope they win, but I'm not going to bet on them again. I have a question for you too. Do you think Dave Roberts will bring Kershaw out of the bullpen for relief at any point in the series? No chance. He's learned his lesson with that. No, he hasn't. I think, but then he comes out every time. He's going to take him out in game six. The Rays are going to be up three to two. Kershaw's coming in game six to save the series. He's going to blow it, and Dave Roberts is going to get fired. That's my prediction right now. Or they don't get to game six, and the Rays just sweep them. Let's hope that happens. That would be nice. Let's hope we do that, because I would be very excited to see the Dodgers lose three World Series in four years. I honestly think the Dodgers are going to lose game one. I think so, too. I I think Kershaw's going to choke like he always does tonight. I still think the Dodgers in six. Like – as much as I want them to lose, I think this is easily the – I don't want to say worst opponent, but, like, this is definitely the least co- amount of competition that they've had to play in the World Series. I and guess. Just, just, so, just so we're clear, I know this is airing on Wednesday, but we're filming this before the World Series game, so it's coming up right now, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, and we'll conclude that, and we'll throw it to Cooper for some Thursday Night Football preview. So, Thursday Night Football, we got the Eagles and the Giants. Um, Eagles are favored by four here, and um, I think this might be another battle of the battle of the shit here. But who do you guys got? I don't think it's battle of the shit. I think the Eagles are starting to look great after their tie with Cincinnati. They're coming up firing. They beat the Niners, and then they barely lost the last two games. I think this is a stupid spread. I, I, I I'm feeling the Eagles. I think the I'm also feeling the Eagles, but don't say that they're not a shit team because they're pretty bad. They just lost the Ravens by two. It doesn't matter. They're the Giants. Oh, I agree. Giants. I agree, but just don't say that the Eagles are not shit because they're actually. Do you know what scares me though? The Giants are actually top ten defense right now for I think like yards allowed. So, but that scares me. But I still think the Eagles are coming up on their own. Even though I'm not a big Wentz guy, I'm just waiting for Hurts to go in. I think Eagles minus four is a great bet. Oh, also, on a side note, Tua got announced uh, he's starting going forward. Yeah. So that's big news. But, Joe, go ahead. Who do you have? I'll take the Giants. 
I think I'm going to lone wolf this, but yeah, Kyle also picked oh. the Eagles. He's not in attendance tonight because of school, like a nerd, but he picked the Eagles. I yeah, I will uh, I will pick the Giants. I don't know why, but I'm going to pick the Giants. Nice, nice. <laughs> Sorry. Good luck, Joe. Good Thanks, luck. Buddy. Just so we're all clear, what are the standings right now at the end of week six? So the standings are Brendan is in first place with 11 and a half points. Joe and I are tied for second with nine. And Kyle is holding up the arse with six and a half. So Kyle's not here. Kyle's blowing chunks, and he really needs to pick it up. Or he doesn't, so we have a chance. I can't wait to see Kyle in a little cowdy outfit. Yeah, that's going to be great. You know he's easily the most embarrassed, so that's going to be great. Can't wait to see it. But All right, and from here, we'll throw it to our interview with Nick Meyer. Good friend of ours, played with him in high school. Uh, current catcher with the Mets organization and played for Cal Poly slow. So we'll give it to him and uh, hope you guys enjoy it. All right. So this is our, this is our first uh, interview here. We got Nick Meyer, a uh, close friend of ours from high school, played baseball with him for a little bit. How you doing, Nick? Doing good. Doing good. How you boys doing? Doing great. Uh, I can't grow a mustache like yours. I'm a little jealous. And you got the flow going. <laughs> yeah. So It's going so- long. I mean, I do mine. It looks like a pervert, like a child pedophile. So, some tips though. Um, a lot of effort takes a takes a lot of days of looking ugly to pull off a good mustache like this. Honestly, How many days? How many days does it take you to grow? Say it again. How many days does it take you to grow grow the full mustache? Oh, like ten days. Not long. <laughs> Not long. I wish it didn't grow as fast because then I wouldn't have to shave every damn day, but. Probably that was me in high school. Yeah. All the, all, all the SM rules, like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm hairy. <laughs> yeah, like, I can't control that. Well, what do you want me to do about Jesus. it? You're going to punish me and make me shave everything. What's that about? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, long story short, Nick was drafted by the Mets in what, 2016? 2017? Uh, 2018. 2018. Oh, a little off there. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, obviously you can tell that none of us bums know the feeling of getting drafted. So can you tell us a little bit about that process? Like were other teams interested in you? How did that all go down? Yeah. Um, I think it was kind of a, it's kind of like accumulation of a bunch of years of baseball, like even in high school, right? Like you guys, I think you guys understand you go out and you do all these camps and showcases to try to get to the college level. Well, when you're doing that, there's also professional scouts there that are watching you. So I think in high school, I kind of got my name out there. I wasn't that great in high school. I mean, it wasn't like I did anything tremendous, but I think my name kind of got out there just a little bit like, oh, he's okay. He's a good player. But when I went to college, I had a couple good years and that's when it kind of my status, I guess, rose a little bit, like my, my draft status. And then after my junior year, I pretty much knew by the end of junior year that I was going to get drafted my um, last year there or my third year there. And yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. I mean, the last two weeks of season, my junior year, I had a, a meeting every day with some sort of scout from a team, go sit down for like 10 minutes, 20 minutes at Starbucks or something. And I'd have to do some questionnaire or some sort of honestly bullshit that they wanted me to do. But um I would do that and it was kind of 
I don't know, once the draft came, I was still in school. I still had two more weeks of school because I'm on the quarter system. I think Oregon's like that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You could you couldn't like keep focused, could you? Like you're trying to get drafted right now and you have some, some fucking schoolwork to yeah. deal with. Yeah, it was tough. It was it, like like I said before, it kind of sounds bad, but I, I kinda knew I was gonna get drafted going into going into the draft, let alone but like halfway through the year I kinda knew. And so it was tough. My last quarter of school was I took a lot of easy classes. I think I had one legit class. I think at one point I was taking bowling, uh, <laughs> bowling, volleyball, basketball, and tennis. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was bad. But yeah, exactly what you said. It was pretty tough to stay kind of on track and mm. stay, um, keep my head in line. But yeah, once the day of the draft came, that was the hardest part because after I got drafted, I still had finals. And all my family was there for the draft, and it was, like, super special, super fun. I loved every moment. Mm -hmm. And it's like, an accumulation of all hard work put in, coming, you know, coming true, a goal of mine since I was a kid. But, yeah, knowing that I had got drafted, and then two days later I had to take, like, an English final or whatever class I was in was a pretty shitty feeling. But uh, <laughs> it ended up being all good, though. You said that you had to do a couple – all the teams made you do questionnaires. What were some of the questions on this questionnaire? Um, I'd say like half of it is just all, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Easy, busy work, you know, your name, your address, kind of where you grew up, all that high school, college, all that. But that's kind of what each team, every team had like the first half was the same, your name and all that, where you're from, everything. Then the back half was kind of different. Some teams would have, a couple questions that they want their team to be run by, if that makes sense. So like, for instance, with the Mets who I'm with now, I know we preach mindset and it's like a abbreviation of mindset. It's like mental toughness. I is intensity and all and so forth. So like, they'll have you answer a couple questions that have to do with their team and see if they, I don't know, they're usually basic questions, but they basically just kind of want to see what kind of person you are. If you can, Honestly, if you can write, if you can speak, little little things like that. They want to know everything about you. Um, but for the most part, they're like kind of easy questions. It's nothing that is out of the normal, I guess. So since being drafted, what's been like the, the hardest thing in the minor leagues for you? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, <laughs> like, or is it like a culture shock? Like something that you just didn't think of beforehand? And then when it happened, when you got into the minors, you're like, oh, I did not see this coming. No yeah. one really told me about this, prepared me for it. Um, I don't, I don't want to say there's anything I wasn't prepared for, but I will say when I got drafted, my agent, the next day, or sorry, the day of the draft was like, Hey, you got the Mets are going to draft you. Are you okay with them? They tend to have a lot of Latino players, like a Latin players. I was like, yeah, I don't care. You know, I want to go play. So it wasn't like I wasn't prepared, but when I got, I will say when I got to New York to Brooklyn, when I got drafted to go play for the short season team, I remember the first day I got there, I showed up, got my bags, because I was late because of school, because I was taking finals. So I showed up late, got my bags, put them in my locker and all that, and then got on the bus and was driving to Vermont. It was like an eight-hour bus ride. And I remember I got on the bus, and coming from college, being a junior, it was my third year there, I always had my own seat, and I was a catcher, so catchers kind of always have their own seat. <laughs> and that's kind of what I thought. And so I rolled up just assume that I had my own seat because, you know, I, I'm just naive like that. 
Yeah. And I had to sit, end up sitting with this kid named Carlos Sanchez. He's a great kid, but he's from Venezuela. And it was when the World Cup was going on. And he would not shut up the whole eight hours. <laughs> it, was, it was honestly to the point where it was annoying. But again, it was kind of like a shock to me that, you know, this is your life now. You're not, you're not with a bunch of kids that are just like you that grew up um, you know, playing baseball since they were two and all that. Like these kids have been not not alone or not only playing baseball since they were two, but that's all they've been doing since they were two. So it's kind of cool to see the different cultures and all that. And I would say yeah. that's probably the thing I wasn't really prepared for until I really got here. I mean, this might so be as, a bad question. Oh, go ahead, Joe. As a catcher, obviously you have the language barrier sometimes. So how do you do that as – like when you're in the dugout or, I mean, Mount visits, you have a translator, but when you're in the dugout, just trying to talk to him about the past inning, how do you get over that? Yeah. So that's actually like one of the hardest things about the minor leagues. That's actually a really good point. Just the language barrier in general. And I don't know. I mean, it's kind of different. Like every situation is different. There's not like there's one way you get over it. I mean, my Spanish has gotten a lot better. You start to, you start to pick it up obviously because you're with them every single day and like they they put in so much effort to learn English and to um like they put so much energy and they take classes every day to learn English and all that and you see them trying to speak English so at the same time it's almost like you want to put some energy in to help them out and learn Spanish a little bit and then you want to help them learn English at the same time and so even mound visits sometimes like you said I played I've been on a team to or I've only played two years and I have my shortstop each year is bilingual. So that helps a bunch, but there's some times when he's not playing and like, I don't know what to say to a guy. Like I obviously <laughs> I know what I want to say, but I have no clue what I say in Spanish. And so there's only like five or six like cues or key sentences and phrases like tranquilo. Like, do you guys even know what tranquilo means? It just mm-hmm. means nope. like, I say tranquilo 30 times a day. And that just means relax. Like I just want them to calm down but it's like little things like that that you pick up just from playing every single day. But for the most part, they're, they're really good with baseball English. Like they know, they know the words of baseball and they know how to communicate baseball. So it ends up being pretty easy. So you're not getting mixed up too often. Yeah, no, the younger kids for sure. Like when I got to Brooklyn, the kids that are, again, these kids get drafted or not even drafted, but they get signed when they're 16 years old. And they come over here and like yeah. 15, think about that. that's when we're all in high school. Like, yeah, exactly. Like 23, 24 year olds and all that. And so some of them are just lost and, you know, stuff happens a lot and they cross me up, but the older, <laughs> like the higher level, they start to get older and they start to know English a lot more. And they're honestly, it just starts to get a lot better. Well, you told us, uh, you know, another subject that you once caught Noah Syndergaard for a bullpen. How fucking yeah. scary was that? <laughs> it wasn't scary. I wasn't nervous or anything. It was a game. It was just rehab. Well, for you, it wasn't for us, yeah. Yeah. It was It was more, like, intimidating when – I didn't know about it until I showed up to the field because he wasn't supposed to throw. And I just remember showing up, and I looked at the lineup, and I was like, oh, who's pitching? And some Latin kid was supposed to pitch. And I remember seeing Syndergaard, and I was like, couldn't read my coach's writing because he has horrible handwriting. And I was like, Cinderella, like, who the hell is that? You know, who got called up today? Like, I don't know who that is. And then I just remember someone was like, dude, like, saying what you guys are saying, like, you, you scared, like, you are you nervous? I'm like, why would I be nervous? And they're like, Noah's throwing all this. And he showed up and I was like, 
Jesus. Like, he is just an absolute massive human being. Like, I've never seen someone as shredded as that guy. And it's like, I don't know. I just felt like I was, I didn't belong in his presence a little bit. But, <laughs> but it was fun. Like, it's, it's fun to see how, like, once you get on a baseball field, he's just another guy. Like, you don't, you don't look at him as this, like, you know, big, like, oh, this guy's in the major leagues. Like, for us, it just kind of seems like another teammate in a way. But he was awesome. Like, he tipped me and everything. So, it was it was a good little deal. They had the blonde collar daddy, too. So, I mean, dude, yeah. he has a good life. I know. Yeah, so, good for him. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> back to college. You know, your sophomore year, I don't know if you remember, but, you know, you were hitting – 240 and then you know fast forward to junior year you were hitting 344 like what you change is it anything different take uh, us through that process yeah i mean so i was always good at like behind being behind the plate like, i was always a good defender mm-hmm. so when i got to college i was more worried about uh like they really were focused on getting me to hit and then freshman i did well Sophomore year, I did a bad year, and that year I played for Team USA in the summer. And being around some of those kids was like a game changer for me. I didn't do, I didn't, I barely played that much. I played like ten games, but being around a lot of those kids who are like a already in the big leagues, but a lot of them are going to be there in the next like two to three years, or not even like one to two years. But being around them and like listening to some of the things that they would do hitting wise like an approach it had nothing to do mechanically really i mean i didn't change much but it was all approach based like what i wanted to hit in certain counts or like what i was trying to do against certain pitchers and i just brought me to like a different level of thinking that i've never thought about before and when i got back to my junior year it just felt like everything slowed down so much like i'd face a guy that's 90 94 and it it just didn't feel hard at all. It was like everything was so much easier because I had a plan. I was ready. I was ready to go when I got to the plate. I wasn't guessing. Like how many times you guys play baseball, you go up there and you're like, shit, I don't know what this guy's throwing. Like I'm a lot for a fastball. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us do that every time, but it's really hard to like stick to a plan and just be like, fuck, I'm hitting, I'm hitting a pitch that is on the right side of this plate and I'm hitting it the other way. And like stick to it. If it's inside, you don't swing. But once I got that part down a little bit, it started to slow things down. Like I said, and that was that was probably the biggest change in my game. I know we have a lot of people that say you know baseball is boring, baseball is slow. But I like telling like baseball is like chess game. Like you said, you're just taking it pitch by pitch, and you have to give it an approach. You can't just like look for something. Oh, I'm looking for fastball here. Like you have to go in depth, really you know go through the whole game, and that's what makes baseball baseball. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. As a catcher, does it help with your approach at the plate because you have to call pitches and all that, or do you not notice it too much? Yeah, I think I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. I was actually talking yeah. about the other day with my friend because sometimes, like, again, like I said, I'm known for, like, being a good defender and, like, I know how to call pitches and, you know, honestly, mindfuck guys. That's like, kind of what I do. <laughs> When I hit, sometimes I mindfuck myself because yeah. <laughs> big mindfuck. I call and I'm like, you know, so like for instance, like one zero, I love calling changeups. Like that's just one of my favorite pitches to call. A lot of swing and misses, and every time I'm one zero now, like in the back of my head is a changeup. But like every hitter should be looking for a fastball. You should be ready to hit. And so, but there is definitely times that I think it benefits me. Like I said, like when I just dumb it down a little bit and trust myself that's the biggest thing and I think it does benefit me but um 
some yeah sometimes i definitely mind fuck myself a bit about <laughs> um what's what's the process like going from like one level of the minors to like the other is that like a different thing than normal or is it not as hard as you think I knew you'd have been traded, but like, I didn't know if it was like similar to that process. I don't know if other people have told you that. I've always been curious if it's, it's like a trade. Yeah, it's – I don't know. See, like, so I've only been on two teams, and I've never been technically called up, like, throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I just played my short season in Brooklyn, and then I skipped low A and played high A all year out of spring training. But I will say, like, it is weird seeing guys go from clubhouse to clubhouse or, like, even last year – we had a kid that was playing on our team and then he ended up getting released like a couple weeks later and then he gets signed by another team and I'm playing him in two weeks. It's, it's just kind of different. There's no, like, you're obviously there to win and like you want to succeed as a team and all that. But at the end of the day, you're there to like show yourself and you know, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's, you want business. It's a business. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. You don't, it's not like you want to be an eye guy and, you know, be only happy when you do good. But at the same time, like you want all your friends in that locker room to do good. Like you're rooting for everyone because you guys are all in the grind together. Like it is a grind all year to play the amount of games that we play in the amount of days. Like it, it kind of sucks. It really does. And, you know, you <laughs> that'd be to- tough. Like someone in your same position, you know, like you should be happy for them when they move up because you are in the same organization, but exactly. I definitely one of my see that. Friends, one of my best friends named Hayden and he was in low A last year and like I'm in high A and you know I'm higher than him but at the same time it's like I want him to do really good but it's like you know he's I'm the position he wants to be in so it's like tough but Mm -hmm. you gotta realize that exactly it's a business and that you're all in it together and the best thing to think is that you're not just because I'm with the Mets right now doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be with them in two years and that like Mm -hmm. every single game I don't think people realize that there's 30 scouts at every single one of our minor league games from every team. There's a scout from every team always watching for trades and for other, um, you know, if you get released that they can sign you. So it's kind of like you're always playing for all 30 teams and not just the one team you're playing for. So it is a little bit different in a way. Yeah. But yeah, seeing guys go for sure, like up and down, it's, it's like bittersweet. Like my best friend just got traded this off season and like super good for him because he's going to get, he's like one step closer to make it to the big leagues. The team really wants him. That's a really good thing. But, you know, it's my best friend. He just took a snap of your finger. It's kind of crazy. It's a business. Exactly what you said. Yeah. And so also, you know, what are your off days filled with? And by that, we mean, how much do you golf? (laughs) Yeah. Off days are strictly golf. There's really (laughs) nothing else. I mean, in Florida, it sucks because it rains so damn much, but like Larry today, we had an off day, and I was trying to go golf, and it starts pissing rain. But um, other than that, dude, it's it's a bummy life, I'm telling you. When you're not at the field, like you're watching Netflix, you're doing bummy stuff, laying in, laying in your bed, just doing nothing because you're tired, you're exhausted. But off days, yeah, you'll golf, and a lot of the times you travel on your off days, so you don't even really have an off day. But if you're do, you, do you have a lot of off days in general or is it just pretty packed practice every day weights every day uh, you, probably have, you probably have one off day a month play a game every day Jesus. You probably have one off day a month. and mm. then there's like an all-star break that's three days and maybe like a couple months you'll have two off days it's it's kind of crazy it's a lot of baseball but 
when you get them, you definitely enjoy them, but they always go by so damn fast. Like, <laughs> you, know, you don't even realize that you just have an off day. How many how many days do you catch on, on a given week? Uh, depends. Depends on your team, obviously, like who's there. So, like, last year, I was, like, our number one catcher, I would say. And I would catch – we played seven games in a week. I would catch four and then – depending on your workload like five sometimes so if you had a game where you know the starter just carves for seven innings and strikes out 12 and has two base runners on base like they sometimes take that into account and like you know how it is like sometimes you catch a game and you're like damn I didn't even feel like I caught a game like it was <laughs> but then there's some games you're like you know you catch five innings you're like holy shit it's the fifth inning right now like my body hurt you know you're working your ass off so it kind of depends but usually I would say four to five well, like you just said, you know, minors is a grind. Do you ever like catch yourself just feeling like it's like you're in the same motion all the time? Every day, especially like that. It's a running joke. If you play professional baseball, like people know that you're going to start to feel the loop. Like it's, you know, you wake up every day and you're like, you know, deja vu. I did this yesterday. Or like you literally have the feeling of I just did this and I'm tired of doing the same thing. But the joke is like, see how long you can go until that happens and for a lot of guys it's like in June usually and I didn't it didn't happen for me last year until like August and we had, you know, we're done in September but in August I woke up one day and I was like shit like I am tired of doing this and it, you know, <laughs> that's kind of the whole thing with the off days like you're always doing the same thing so it's like you want to go do something different and Sometimes you're just so tired you can't, but you just need to to just do something different in your life. But yeah. is there a way to, to like spike that up? Like besides, obviously you can have you know like a little bit of a break, which you can't really do. Is there like a way that you try and get yourself to just motivated. almost like bulk up, motivated? Yeah, that's the word. Um, it's tough. I mean, a lot of the times it it just comes from like yourself. Like you just mm. every day is different. It's not like there's one thing you know you do, but kind of like every day you go to, you want to go, you don't want to go to class. You want to just like sleep in, you don't, it's something you just don't want to do. Like, how do you motivate yourself? And, you know, it's, people, people think that like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I'm playing a baseball game. I'm playing a game as a job. Like, and I, I'm so grateful for that. And like, thank God every day for that. But at the same time, it is a job and it becomes a job at some points when you're there for like, you know, like I said, you're there 12 to 12 every day. It, starts to get repetitive and you're not getting paid any money in the minor leagues it just it almost seems like what the fuck am I doing with myself like mm-hmm. it's tough I mean a lot of guys I mean there's some guys that have been in the minor leagues for six seven years and they make their debut for like you know a couple days and they're done and it's just like I don't understand how some of those guys do that like you really they have families have, yeah, yeah they have. Breed to be able to do that in my opinion I mean even with like golf I've always thought like oh there's no way I get tired of that but playing like seven days a week, just your yeah, whole day filled exactly. with it. Go so from high school where it's like every every time you play a game, you're so excited. Like think about yeah. that. Every yeah. game day you were like, fuck, I am so excited to play. And then even in the summers, like, yeah, it wasn't the best games, but you're always excited to play and like be with your friends and stuff. College is the same way. You play four games in a week. So it's, you know, you can get your attention for all those four games in a week. But pro ball, you play every single game. It's almost like – how do you get yourself amped up for every single game? You like want to find that happy medium of like being on that same line all season through the ups and downs. And it's like super easy to say, but 
it's pretty dang hard to do when you play that many games. And um, you're in St. Lucie right now, right? Yeah. Is it like do, do, do like a lot of people come to the games? Is it like a big thing to come to like the minor league games there? Uh, so not for St. Lucie, but there's a lot of I don't know. It kind of just depends. Like there's some minor league teams that give it a shit ton of fans, but like mm-hmm. in my league last year it was the Florida State League, and every team's in Florida, and they basically. So you know how Arizona has the spring training complexes and Florida has spring training mm-hmm. complexes. Our league plays at all the Florida spring training complexes. Like that's the fields we play at. And there is maybe like two or three teams that get over, you know, 2,000 fans a game, which is really nothing. And if you look at it, <laughs> yeah. there's nobody at these games and it's hot. It's sticky out, like hundred degrees, humidity. You got, 12 people in the stands on a Tuesday, July 14th, you know, game 78 of the year. It's like, how do you get (laughs) – it's just tough. But, yeah, Yeah. I was going to certain places. Like, for example, last year we played a team in Daytona. I think it's the Reds high A team. Super cool hotel on the beach. Like, they get tons of fans. They pack the place out. And, like, that was something that – kind of revamped us and it was like fun to go play in front of people in like a good environment so that's actually a good example of something that like you know made you want to show up to the field I guess you could say well my dad's told me some stories Daytona and I imagine you'd be excited there too <laughs> I've heard I've heard it's a good time wild. so um we'll do a last question but you know we're recording this right before the World Series so what's your thoughts on the World Series and are the Rays winning in four or five games <laughs> Um, well, I hate the Dodgers, so <laughs> um, I don't know. Honestly, I didn't think the Dodgers would be there, so now I'm a little rattled. I hope the Rays win. I really do. I just can't stand the Dodgers. I just can't stand them. I don't even care. Why, why didn't you think the Dodgers? Why didn't you think the Dodgers were going to be there? I mean, I hate them too. Don't get me wrong. We all hate them. Yeah, unstoppable this year. They are. Well, that's the thing. They shouldn't be beat. No one should bought the whole roster, you know? It's it be 72 million. Yeah, it should be the Yankees and Dodgers every year for a while. But, you know, the Yankees choke. I don't know. I just – the Dodger fan base pisses me off. I can't stand them. So, <laughs> Yeah. What, what was your team before you went to New York? Like, what, when you – growing up, your team – Cardinals? Yeah, I'm still a Cardinals fan. <laughs> I so, like email, – My email is mixed cards, and, like, people at the Mets are always like, what does cards stand for? I'm like, don't worry about it. <laughs> so let's say that you know you're about to get drafted and the cubs were looking at you you know what do you have to say to your family because i I imagine they're cardinals fans too you gotta be like hey (sighs) i told them like when the draft was coming up they said they were kind of like what would you do like what team do you want to pick you you know all that and i was like i really don't care the only thing I wanted the only thing I want there's so many kids I play with they're like greedy as hell like oh I want this amount of money I want this I'm like I don't care about the money I want to be in Arizona spring training that's all I want I don't care there's you know 15 teams that are Arizona spring training give me one of them no not a single team I talked to was even (laughs) they were all Florida like you got to be kidding me (laughs) (laughs) but so the Cubs if they would have called out and then I would have been so happy because they're Arizona that's true. Uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I, I have a question, Nick. I don't know if you remember this, but me, Joe, and you, 
did catching drills in high school. Do you remember when uh, we did that drill with Cap and he uh, hit me with the ball and he said, oop, get you in the dick? Do you remember that? I said that at Cap. <laughs> no, Cap said that. he Because we were doing that fungo thing. He's like the one hoppers. We were doing the blocking drill and he just hit it right at me. Yes, you would rip fungus. We hated that joke. It's too. so dumb. There, there <laughs> was literally no point. We just lay there and he would just take a fungo and just hit piss rockets at us. And then it's well, he ripped fungus and got his anger out for the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Thank well, you for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks, brother. It means a lot that you uh you know came on our show. Hopefully we can get you on here again soon. And uh hope hopefully you kill it out there in uh in Florida. keep grinding. Appreciate you guys. This was fun. Let me know if you guys do it again. That was fun. Of course, brother. Sounds <laughs> good. Missy Kitty. It was good talking to you. Later, bro. Later. Peace, brother. All right. That was the interview with our boy Nick Meyer. Hope you guys liked it. We're hoping to get some more people on here soon. And we will see you guys Friday, October 23rd, after the Eagles decimate the Giants. And the Rays take a what? Three three game advantage? Two or three game advantage? Two. Whichever Hopefully way. Two. Whichever way, the Dodgers don't have a win. So, all right. I'll see you boys later. Later, boys. See you, bud. Yeah, Joe, you're just losing points. You don't want to be like Kyle. Hashtag don't be like Kyle.